You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Yes, we do. We are excited to talk about some backpacking tents today. I'm just glad you always wait until we start talking to adjust the microphone. I know. Well, it's it's because you say, okay, recording, and then I have to... Bend down well, to talk in to, the... I need to get you a better mic stand because you shouldn't have to adjust it every no, time. No, so, I shouldn't, but, but it, I mean, it is what it is. Anyway. <laughs> it just falls it down. Just, um, so anyway, we're talking, we're going to talk some backpacking tents again. Now, Brandon and I talked <clears throat> in an episode this last week, um about backpacking tents a little bit, but we want to dive into a few specific tents that I I think should be and probably are going to be some of our best-selling tents because they are, they hit kind of a sweet spot for uh, backpacking around here. And so, Chase, you said you're in in the market for uh, a new tent, maybe like a lightweight two-person backpacking tent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which ones are you looking at? Um... Well, which one am I looking at? Which one are you looking at, <laughs> um, I guess? Right now, I've kind of narrowed it down to one option. So, that I guess before you do that, which which have you used and yeah, what do you what okay. do you currently use? Um, currently using the uh, Big Agnes Tigerwall 2 Platinum. So, it's their lightest, they call it their crazy light, um, lightest weight version of the Tigerwall. And I really like that tent. It's been great. Um I've also used the Nemo Hornet Elite, uh-huh. which is their latest version of the Hornet. Um, between those two, I actually prefer the Big Agnes. Um, I think it has a little more headspace, just a little bit um, more roomy, and I believe it's a little bit lighter weight. Um, so I was completely sold on the Tiger Wall too. I was like this is gonna be my, this is going to be my tent. I love it. It's this lightweight. This is your jam. This is my jam exactly. Um, and I still have nothing wrong with the tent, but we recently got in our MSR shipment, and we have the the MSR Freelight 2, which I would say is MSR's version of the Tiger Wall or the um, Hornet, and those lightweight, ultra lightweight tents, two-person, while well, I'm looking at the two-person. Um, the MSR is, I want to say it's two pounds, two ounces. Um, trail weight. Let me I have it right here in front of me. Let me look at I that. Looking at it. I thought it was 2.8. Is it 2.8? Tech specs. So yeah, the fat. Yeah, so minimum weight is two two pounds eight ounces. Um, and I I think the 
uh, Tagawal is like one pound fifteen or two pounds right there. Um, so it's about eight ounces heavier. I think that eight ounces is eight ounces of quality um, and durability that you're getting out of the tent. Um, me and Greg were talking right before the podcast that we feel um, MSR typically is going to be a little bit heavier, but tends to play out in more durability and um, longevity of, of the tent's lifespan. Um, I love the Tiger Wall. I think it's a great tent. I have nothing against it. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but I just, the, the free line is where I'm leaning. Um, I typically always split up the tent between two people. If there's two people sleeping in it, then two people get to carry it. What's four ounces more? Um, not a lot. And I think I'll be able to have that tent for a lot longer. Setting up, I helps out the free light today in the shop. And it just seems a little bit more burly, um, a little bit more robust of a tent. Um, there's areas in the, the tiger wall that I can tell are going to rub. Um, the pole is going to rub through and eventually. So, yeah, that is the tent that I'm leaning towards. I really like MSR. Um, like we talked about earlier with OR, they have a great warranty. So does MSR. MSR stands behind their equipment um, and they take care of you when equipment fails, if it ever fails. So, yeah, but so. Light. So the difference between like the Tiger Wall and the Copper Spur, other than weight. Doors, right? Um, yeah, so the Copper Spur has, if you look at the pole structure, it has kind of a hub and split poles that go down to the corners on either end. Right, so you get a little bit more foot room, a little more width, a little bit more head room, stuff like that. Then the Tiger Wall, um, the pole structure is a little bit more like the Fly Creek. It's almost... I mean, kind of. Uh, it's got it's got a hub on one end with where the pole split to the corners on the head, but then on the foot, the pole just goes just one pole straight down into the middle, and then you stick out the corners. The free light is the same same type of tent pole structure, and so what you're if you're adding eight ounces to that tent, what you're actually getting is sturdier fabrics, mostly. Um, you're getting maybe a few extra guy out points, uh, sturdier fly fabric, sturdier floor fabric. Um, and in my experience, just comparing Big Agnes, Nemo, and MSR to each other is that MSR goes to kind of, um, not extreme lengths, but they go further in reinforcing and, and the build quality, I feel like is just a step up above these other brands and um in my experience functionally they they do really well but if i'm in the mountains in a big storm i feel safer in an msr tent than i do in the real thin um big agnes or nemo tents i also feel like having a few extra guy out points helps me feel more secure in nasty weather and stuff like that you know when the weather's good a real cheap Walmart tent does the trick. <laughs> yeah. But when it starts raining, the wind starts blowing, you're above tree line, any of those types of things, some of those extra guy lines, some of the extra sturdiness, that matters. And so I'm a I'm a big fan of the Freelight. I've used the Freelight quite a bit. I used the Freelight 3 last summer when my wife and I did a week in the Wind Rivers. Well, five days in the Wind Rivers. And um, so it was the two of us and a dog. And the three person was plenty roomy. It was, 
it was uh, sturdy. We got some strong winds and bad weather. We camped above tree line two nights, and um, and it was great. It worked really, really well. Um, I feel like for an ultralight tent, it's it's well made and it's pretty sturdy. Sweet. So. Yeah, we, um, is the Freelight Three that you have? Um, is it newer? How old is it? Uh, it is. Uh, I've now used it for two summer and a half, maybe. Okay, so it's new. Because I know they changed their free light. I don't know if it was two years ago. Um, I was just talking to someone in the shop today. And they're like, oh, they changed the tent because their very first model was good, but not quite what it is now. I wasn't sure if you had. I don't know. Their free light's been around for a little while. Yeah, it has. It, uh, I don't know what they've changed. I guess it. my main question is, does yours have the Eastern Cyclone poles? No. Okay. The, the, the so new one the new has one, the yeah, it has the poles. cyclone poles, oh, and that's what sweet. I'm most intrigued with on this tent. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like DAC is like the industry standard, right? Yeah. DAC poles are great and they're awesome, and that's what Nemo and that's what Big Agnes has used, and it's what I've used the last couple of years in my tents. Is it's just a reliable thing, but I was setting up the tent today with the Eastern cyclone poles, and I was kind of excited. I was like, I want to try these out and see how they are they're freaking lightweight um and they just seem so durable i know the eastern carbon poles are great eastern makes great poles um they have the bamboo poles as well don't they the eastern bamboo uh, i don't know i could be wrong i've never I, heard of those i think they make a bamboo it's msr it has tents that i'm pretty sure using a bamboo pole if i'm wrong i'm sorry <laughs> but um msr always seems to have some partnership with easton and I'm excited to try their poles out because they seem cool. I want to say Easton made the carbon poles that snapped on Bryden as yeah, well. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I'm just excited to take them out and see. And snap them. And snap them. But just see how they differ and how their longevity is compared to like a an aluminum DAC pole. I remember when those Cyclone poles first came out. That was, you know, five or five years ago or something where they were marketing those at the outdoor retailer show and they would take like an aluminum pole and they they had a a long two by four or something with holes drilled in and they'd take a uh, an aluminum pole and they'd stick the end in one of the holes on the end and then they would bend it and they would bend it as far as they could without snapping the pole and put it in the other one and then they'd take the cyclone pole and do the same thing and bend it as as far as it would go plug it in and the cyclone poles could bend like like more than twice as much <clears throat> as the aluminum poles it was insane how much wow. they would bend and and they just like didn't even come close to breaking and what they said <clears throat> at the time and i don't know if this has changed but i think this is still true what they said is that the cyclone poles if you're in really nasty weather um they'll they'll bend and they'll you know you get into real nasty weather and your tent might be kind of swaying all over but you're not breaking any poles with an aluminum pole it might not sway quite as much up until the point that the Snaps. pole breaks and then you don't have a functional <laughs> tent right yeah and so that's the cool thing about the cyclone poles is they're like just kind of indestructible if you get in really really nasty weather it might suck a little bit through the night like your your tent may be swaying all over the place but in the morning you still have a completely functional tent 
without broken poles. So that's pretty awesome. And I th I think that's the case with the cyclone poles, it, as, as it was explained to me, mm -hmm. as yeah, I remember I've, it from five years ago. <laughs> I've heard similar things that they, like exactly what you said, they can bend a lot, and um, which means longevity, right? right. They're going to be able to last through more harsh conditions. And I saw that when we were setting up the tent this morning. I completely forgot that they had the cyclone poles and saw that, and I was like, oh, I'm excited to try this out. I think it's... It's cool. They're using some cool technology, and it's light. It seems to, it comes with the MSR durability. Um, in my mind, durability guarantee. If it's got the MSR name on it, basically, I think if it's coming from Cas anything that Cascade Designs makes, it's going to be a good, reputable product, and it's going to be quality and durable. So I'm excited to try this free light out. Um, That's good looking tent because you know yeah. that matters. I'm digging the style stylishness of it. I did see it set up today in the shop, and I liked uh, the fact that it seemed roomy. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't taper at the bottom, right, right? Like most most tents do. The Tiger Wall and Elite Nemo um, Hornet definitely taper at the bottom, so your sleeping pads are kind of overlapped a little bit. And I slept with Avery in it, then the Il Hornet Elite last summer and we were close I, mean, I knew avery pretty well after that trip <laughs> but the msr is a rectangle it doesn't taper in the, the side the sides tend to go a little more vertical mm -hmm. it look seems instead of like so the bottom of your bag might not hit as much of the side wall mm -hmm. that's know. what it seems yeah that's what it seems like I um ha it has a bigger toe box and mm -hmm. or foot box i guess you could say um, i'm not talking about shoes but <laughs> i i think it's I'm excited to try it. It seems like a very well-built tent that's pretty dang light. I mean, two pounds, eight ounces. That's pretty light for your shelter. Well, I thought it was a one person when I picked it up today. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. This is... And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a two-person? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. It's amazing. I remember back when I first started working at, at a gear shop when I was 16, um, the ultralight tent of the time was the brand new MSR Hubba Hubba <laughs> for mm. four pounds. Yeah. And it was just like two pounds lighter than all the rest of the competition or like a pound and a half lighter. It was like ultra light for the time and everybody was just blown away. We sold so many of those tents. Four pounds for two people. And now two pounds for two people is two to two and a half pounds for two people is pretty standard. Yeah. It's crazy how light tents are getting. I mean, they have that, that carbon one that big eyes put out those two person tents like 12 ounces yeah it's crazy like ridiculous i mean now functionally it doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work, work but <laughs> but in theory cool. it's a cool idea <laughs> i mean it got a bunch of awards before it ever got used got tested but look we know how to use this part, part of the problem uh, what do you call it? not the product but the that's what they make it out of and they could they did it they did it they made Dyneema. the thing the cuban fiber yeah. stuff fiber yeah, yeah. it just Dyneema, uh, same thing mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I think, but playing into what you're saying, yeah, like two pounds is not that heavy. But going back on that, the Hubba Hubba is still an incredible tent and should not be looked past either. If you're looking for durability and not completely breaking the bank, it is a great tent. Yeah. So then, uh, I know what you want. Um, but if I'm looking at tents, <laughs> I'm comparing. Yeah, I'm comparing the um, Anaris or however you say it. They have it on here. Yeah, how to say it? Let I me think th we did that the last uh, time. Yeah, too, Anaris. An 
Anaris. And then she says it in a way like you can't repeat it because it's right, really. There's no way. Let's see. Here it. Here it is. Let's. Anaris. She rolled the tongue. Let me turn up the. Is that here. is that Petra? Anaris. One yes. more time. Anaris. I can't do it, dude. Anaris. Oh, that's good. Anaris. 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 It's not spelled like that. Well, it kind of is. A n a r i s. Anaris. 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 So the question is. Do you just add another eight ounces to the free light and get with the Aris, which Anaris. is the um, the Hilleberg trekking pole tent? Roomy two person, two doors, two vestibules. Yeah, you have to have trekking poles and you have to stake it out. But sturdy as can be in the last generations. Wait a minute. When you say st- so, I'm nervous about trekking pole pit a pit a, any tent pitched with trekking poles. Why? Um, yeah. Tell me why I should be comfortable that a trekking pole rather what? than like rather than like poles that are bent over each other and and freestanding is going to be just as sturdy if not more sturdy than than a standard tent. Okay, so take a trekking pole and a tent pole and see which one you can break easier. Right, but the trekking pole's standing up, uh-huh. right? And then it's staked out from there and multiple Really, it's the the weak the weakness of a trekking pole tent is how well it's staked, mm-hmm. or the fly fabric, and you know that that. So you, you seem to be more confident in a, in a trekking oh, I've, pole I've used, tent. Well, I wouldn't say more confident. I've used a lot of trekking pole tents. The thing is, is I've broken tent poles before in a normal tent. Yeah, and, and I've I never, don't know how you're I've never a broken trekking a trekking pole. pole when it's set up in the tent. I've broken multiple trekking poles using them hiking. Which could be bad if you break it hiking on the way in. Yeah. No, that could be. But you can, I mean, you can use, you can use a trekking pole. You can use a stick. You can use, I mean, lots of different things. a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, but yeah, I've used a lot of trekking pole tents over the years and they work great. Okay. And, um. You make me nervous. I mean, this one's roomy. It is big. It's roomy for two people. And roomy vestibule, set it up in lots of different ways. What's the weight? Uh, it's three pounds. So eight pounds heavier than the free. Eight. Ounces. The free light. Eight ounces, right? Eight ounces heavier than the free light. One pound heavier That's than the tiger wall. <laughs> than the than the tiger wall. But I mean, if you're making the argument for the free light instead of the tiger wall because of durability, now I could make the argument for the Aratus. <laughs> over the free light over the free for light durability. for durability um i just think i've had such good experience with hilleberg tents um as far as durability like i could take i'm always nervous when i get real ultralight tents and my dog's with me because she does not like to she's got this like grass is greener syndrome to the max when she's in the tent she wants to be out of the tent when she's out of the tent and we're oh, in the tent she yeah, wants to be in the of tent of course yeah and when we don't unzip the tent quickly enough, she likes paws at the tent. I have another question and it about terrifies um, me. Yeah, you don't want your dog like tearing up your right tent. Uh, what do you do with your? You're gonna use your trekking poles on day two because you're gonna hike, go on a hike, and you want to leave your. You take your trekking there. poles out and you just leave 
Leave the tent stake down. And it rains and it gets all over your tent. Well, you leave the rain fly over this everything. So it, I the, take it Brandon does not want a checking. I've not. I'm not. Just never experienced I've never it. Owned, yeah, I've never done this. So okay, so it's okay. You can just pop out the trekking poles. And you got to reset your tent up again when you get back. Well, you just pop the trekking poles in there. It's yeah. like a five second. Okay. Thing. Seems like a big, a big deal. No, it's easy, easy peasy lemon I'm just squeezy, like, man. I don't want to mess with it. I I like trekking poles tents because I feel like. I've already got the trekking poles for crying out loud. Why don't I just leave my tent poles at home and I use these? They use their double well, duty. Well, that seems like it should be a lighter scenario for sure. Yeah, they definitely are lighter. And I guess, um, you know, I haven't broken too many. Um, I haven't broken too many tent poles in my day. I broke a tent pole up on Mount Rainier. Uh, one time with aluminum tent poles and I've broken some uh, composite tent poles years ago years ago I don't I don't remember where we were but I remember breaking and having to use a pole sleeve and some duct tape and I've I've broken some other aluminum tent poles before I I've broken aluminum tent poles enough that I don't trust them a lot hmm. um and i i feel like if you're camping in in trees and stuff like that you're not going to break your temples um the trees will break the wind enough and snow loads and all that stuff you're not going to break them unless somebody trips and falls on them and that's fine but when you're camping above tree line or or something like that and you're in i mean you're right out in in the open with the wind and stuff um tent poles break and they break fairly regular nah, not not super regularly but you have to be real careful with them and so uh, I feel like trekking poles are just as sturdy as anything and if you really the the sturdiness of your tent is dependent on how well it's staked how well the stakes are in there and if it gets to the point where it's blowing so hard that the stakes can't hold it then the stakes pull out and you still don't have a broken tent. And I feel like the weakness on normal tents are usually the tent poles and the zippers. And uh, in the wind, it's the tent poles that are the things that break. So I like trekking pole tents. I like the weight savings and I think they're sturdy and great. And other than when you're camping on slick rock, they're not hard to set up. So Yeah, I used to be overly concerned about that as well thinking that i'm not going to find anywhere to to pitch this tent because it's it's not freestanding and um yeah i've never run into a problem yeah i mean I, you've got to be you can always kind of find a way in an asphalt parking lot somewhere I mean, <laughs> well, and then just find some big rocks and you're fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for some reason i had that concern too for a while that okay that's really not an actual concern yeah, I mean, there's been times in the desert where I've had to use rocks to hold my hold a guy line out or something like that. Just found a big rock and set it on top like of a my desert. Stake. Like if you're crossing the de- right, freaking desert, right out in the that's a deal. That's on, a thing. Yeah, on like hard sandstone out in the yeah Utah desert. I've also been in the Wind Rivers one time where it was it was early spring and so there's still snow all over and we were. We set our tents up on a flat rock that was sticking out over the snow. 
So I used rocks to hold that tent in place, and I mm -hmm. didn't do a good enough job because my tent blew away. Did you see that um, video that was circulating on Jerry of the Day yesterday? No. Oh, man. It looked like Utah, huh? Uh, yeah, it did look like Utah. Jerry, so this person looks like a big Agnes tent. Uh, set it up, didn't stake it down. Wind came along. You should see how high <laughs> and how far gone this tent went. You got oh, you, it you have that? Didn't stake it out. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like 200 feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> The caption says, buy an ultralight, they said. You'll have it forever, they said. <laughs> yeah. Or not. Just remember to stake that thing down in the windstorm. That's, that's hilarious. Well, I, that's how I lost a tent. Yeah, so. up, in, uh, up in the Circuit of Towers. Yeah, that's right. And you had, was there stuff in it? There was stuff in it. Yeah, some of that stuff fell out. I had a... I had a backpack. I had a sleeping pad, a sleeping bag. I you had, had a backpack. It's, a backpack that's got, it's got some amount of weight in there. Right. I had, you know, a, a stove, water filter, some other things in the backpack in that tent. And the tent, they fell out of the tent as the tent probably was was tumbling and and. You know, we never found the tent, and now that I see that video, I think that's probably what happened. Once everything fell out of it, the wind just picked it up and this took was, it like a in kite. The wind rivers? Yeah. So the tent landed in Canada somewhere. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably like at least <laughs> 10 miles Some away farmer from farmer on his ranch is <laughs> like, sweet. Oh, we got a new tent. tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh that was the That was the Mountain Hardware Airjet 2. Yeah. Airjet makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. There it is. So good. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That thing was a oh. sweet tent. I I did a lot of cool trips in that tent until it blew away. And then it did a cool trip on itself. <laughs> <laughs> it got higher than you've ever been. Yes, it did. Right, peace out, Gregors. <laughs> see, see, see you on the other side. <laughs> My time has come. Well, that's yeah. some good information about some... Uh, Backpack new, some more specific information about some light backpack. I'm looking at the, you're looking at the new Hilleberg. Yeah, looking, the, I think we talked about this. I'm looking at the Enon. Oh yeah, that's a sweet one too. Three season solo from Hilleberg. Yeah, um, which I really like the the four season. The don't remember the name. The Acto. The Acto. The Acto. Yeah. Um, but it is, I I was looking for something much lighter weight. Yeah. So. Otherwise, I'm like, yeah, well, what, why not? Like, yeah. I'm probably not camping in the winter, but it's the weight is the only thing holding me back from doing the acto. Yeah, well, the the enon is still, you know, quite sturdy and it's it's still well made. But your onion, which is technically a three season tent, if you had to do a winter trip, the enon yeah. could could hack it. So. The onion or the enoch? Oh, the onion. Uh, onion. Yeah. I felt pretty good about that onion. Yeah. I felt really good about it when when it was pitched uh, next to two different black diamond tents. And the one black diamond tent blew over on its side all night long. And the, and the other one broke a pole. Um, <laughs> and ours was right in the middle. Our Hilleberg was right in the middle. And it was like we didn't even know the wind was blowing. Slept <laughs> <laughs> so, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a thing, man. Buy nice tents. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, we've sold quite a few tents to hunters and there's a few guys that I know that are like hardcore backcountry hunters. They hike way into the backcountry. They're way, they're camping above tree line. They're hunting bighorn sheep and elk and all these different animals that are way up there and out there and they're in there in October. And it's cold. It's cold. It's windy. They're above tree line. They're, and they just, they've come in. They said, hey, you guys sell Hilleberg? And I guess we do. They're like, sweet. Because I've tried all the other brands and I've tried Hilleberg. And the only tents that can last seasons are Hilleberg. Everything mm. else breaks. Mm. He, one guy said the only tent he had that lasted seasons um, other than his Hillebergs was an old north face mountain 25 tent that he had years ago so it's like full-on expedition tent he said the thing was like 13 pounds or something like that he said but it's the only other tent that could last seasons of use and he and he had it for years and years and years and finally just because it of uv degradation over all the years and everything like that he finally decided to retire it but he used it for 20 20 plus years of of heavy use but he says now every tent he has he has multiple hillebergs he's got a like a solo hillebergs like a two-person hillebergs that he uses because he said everything else i've tried i've tried the lighter weight stuff he said they all just break it's like i i they last maybe a year or two before they break but his hillebergs he's been using for years and years and years and Mm. just sturdy as can be he says it's scary when it, they're sleeping in the tent and a big storm comes up. It's like in the Hilleberg, you just you just go back to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like in the yeah. other ones, you're just awake the whole night, hoping like I hope my tent doesn't break and I hope right. I don't like blow away and die or whatever. So anyway, cool. All right. Sweet. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us today for the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and also share with your friends if you would. Uh, and leave us a friendly review. Or just share with one friend. Yeah, just one. Not is even, even all of them. One, one was really helpful. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero or like us on and like us on Facebook. And um, check out our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. Thanks. And we'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Woo-woo.